What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. A Dear Media original podcast. Hi. Welcome to Good Instincts. I'm Shira Barlow, but you may know me as the food therapist. Join me every Monday through Friday for bite-sized episodes designed to help you close the gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. This should feel good. Like, really good. And it will. I promise. When it comes to adding extra sweetness to our food, there are so many options. And I'm often asked, what is the best option? And the truth is, it kind of depends on the situation. So I thought I'd break it all down today. For starters, we have nutritive sweeteners, which are really just sweeteners that have calories and raise blood sugar levels. And within that category, we have refined sugars and non-refined sugars. We all know refined sugars are the ones that have been heavily processed, which is why many of us choose to limit them. Some examples are white table sugar, also known as sucrose, brown sugar, corn syrup, evaporated cane juice, and dextrose. And then we have the non-refined sugars, which get a lot of love these days because they are significantly less processed. These are sugars like maple syrup, honey, blackstrap molasses, date syrup. And then there are ones that are a little more processed like coconut sugar. There are a small amount of vitamins and minerals in these, but I feel strongly that it doesn't matter because ideally we're not consuming enough added sugar for it to matter. Then we also have sweeteners that don't raise blood sugar, and those can range from natural options like stevia and monk fruit sweetener to the artificial ones like aspartame and sucralose. Think like the sweetener in Diet Coke. The artificial ones I definitely don't endorse. By the way, sucralose, aka Splenda, is made from adding chlorine to a regular glucose molecule. And at the same time, don't let it make you feel bad. I did spend my teens and early 20s pounding Diet Cokes, and I do live to tell the tale. But it is something to think about. And somewhere in between nutritive and non-nutritive sweeteners, we have sugar alcohols, which do have some impact on blood sugar, but not much. And because of the chemical structure, they are converted to glucose much more slowly. So they require little to no insulin and they don't cause a sudden spike in blood sugar. For this reason, sugar alcohols like monk fruit tend to pop up in a lot of keto products and sugar-free products that are often marketed for people with diabetes. But they definitely do have real downsides. Besides some of them being quite processed, anyone who has ever overdone it on them will tell you that they have a laxative effect and they can cause so much bloating. They aren't all created equal though, because to be fair, there's xylitol and erythritol, which are naturally occurring. And in some cases, they're thought of to be good sources of probiotics because they aren't fully digested in the gut. But if you're looking to avoid them like I do, sugar alcohols are very easy to spot because they end in all like erythritol or xylitol or sorbitol. 
these are ultimately a very big path for me. But the whole point of this is to give you the whole landscape so you can decide what's best for you and when. And that kind of brings me back to the question, what are the best options? And I think it kind of comes down to what you're adding sweetness to. So for a drink like coffee or tea, it's never really worth it to me to use a sweetener that impacts blood sugar. So I'm very into a natural sugar substitute here. I'm a big fan of stevia because I'm ultra sensitive and monk fruit actually bothers my stomach, but it is a good option and a lot of people do fine with it. But I do recommend checking the label because it's often mixed with sugar alcohols like erythritol, so it can bother people's stomachs. Some people do think stevia has a bitter aftertaste, but I swear the liquid one I use is perfect. It is called New Naturals, and I will link it in the episode description. But when it comes to baking and actual desserts and specific recipes, I of course think there's a time and place for real sugar. In these cases, I do recommend going for a less processed route when you can, like maple syrup is my favorite, but it does have a very specific flavor, so it doesn't work in everything. I think honey is a great option as well. Stevia and monk fruit can be used in recipes, but it does require quite a bit of tweaking because they are much sweeter than regular sugar. And that's actually a really important thing to note. Because stevia and monk fruit are several hundred times sweeter than table sugar, you can overdo it on them and you can end up overstimulating your taste buds and increasing what I like to call sweetness threshold, meaning you may also end up craving intensely sweet foods throughout the day. I never really considered the sweetness threshold of it all until many years ago, I had a client in my practice who was a self-described Splenda fiend. She put it on literally everything in high quantities. And we were going through what she was having that day and she described putting it on berries. And what I realized was that she was using so much Splenda that regular things with actual sugar in them, like fruit, weren't registering. They weren't sweet enough for her. So long story short, we cut down significantly and her taste buds readjusted just fine. At the end of the day, I do think it's different sweeteners for different things. And the less processed, the better. Stevia and monk fruit are a great tool in moderation, emphasis on moderation. And when it's time to add real sugar, maple syrup or honey are great. Now that you're kind of a sugar expert, I would love for you to look on the labels of all your favorite stuff to identify where sneaky sugars might be hiding. Oftentimes it's in dressings and sauces and packaged foods. The goal is just to be aware of where it's coming in so you can decide what's worth it to you and what's not, whether you're at home or on the go. And the holiday season is coming up and a lot of us will be traveling. So join me tomorrow for my favorite on the go snack. Thank you so much for listening to Good Instincts, hosted and written by me, Shira Barlow. You can find me on Instagram at Shira underscore RD. Good Instincts is a Dear Media Daily produced by Katherine Hugh. If you like this episode, please make sure to follow or subscribe wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate us.